Greetings, Kyle. Hello, Lincoln. What is the movie that we watched today? We had the pleasure of watching The Lobster this evening. Did you enjoy the film? I thought it was quite spectacular, Kyle. Did I you agree. enjoy the film? I do agree that it was fantastic. I was masturbating. We <laughs> tried <laughs> <laughs> so hard. So yeah, we watched The Lobster. And it was uh, absolutely spectacular. Way above my expectations. This film, it came out, you know, very... Recently. Recent, yeah. And we were trying to find a theater that was actually playing it. And there was one in Indy that was playing it for like a like very, one very, day. Yeah, like one day. It was stupid. There was no way for us to go see it. And I'd heard so much about the movie and the concept of it intrigued me, which of course I'll go into in a second. Uh, we were in... We're just at the video store tonight and there it is on the new release shelf. Blew our fucking mind. This just came out like a month ago. At least here. Yeah, I think it was like a month ago when we were trying to go see it. It's already out on DVD. So God we, bless we had, you, A24. We had to get The Lobster. We had to watch it. Yeah, love A24. This is yet another A24 film. These people can do no wrong. So normally we go, you know, we'll say like, oh, spoilers start now. I'm going to try to go spoiler free as I can for a while because I really oh, want yeah. We will to get to this. them. Yes. Because we really want to discuss the end, especially. There's things mm -hmm. we want to discuss that will cause spoilers. But the fact that this is like on shelves at Family Video now, it's like I really would like for you to experience this movie, especially because I think going in with, into this with the knowledge that I had of just the base premise of it. Which is all I had as well. If you go in knowing everything. And you're okay with that. Then good. But I highly would recommend just going in with the knowledge I'm about to tell you. Yeah. And that's it. Because like an this movie's not for everybody. We are. It is artsy. It is very, very art, artsy, artsy very, very artsy film. So if you're into that sort of stuff and the premise we say intrigues you, stop the review and watch it. The director is Yorgos Lenthimos. I'm sure that's exactly how it's pronounced. Well, I'll hope. He did another movie that I loved called Dogtooth, which came out in 2009. I know you haven't seen it. I have it. not, no. Uh, Dogtooth is about these teenagers that are in isolation and know really nothing about the outside world. Like when they hear, like when they find, because they have like these tapes that they listen to, mm -hmm. and some of the tapes will have words that they're not supposed to know. Like, I think one was like zombies was on it, and they asked their parents who have put them in the isolation, like, what does this, what does zombies mean? And they say, oh, that's a yellow flower. So there'll be parts where they're like in the yard, and they'll be like, what's with all of these nuclear weapons? And they're looking at like bees and stuff. It's really cool. Great movie. Um... They're, they get to leave after their dog tooth falls out, which is supposed to be like hidden in the back of their mouth, and which is not real, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's great. It's very surreal, very dreamlike, exactly how this movie This is, is very, very surreal. So yeah, like dog tooth, you know, this is very dreamlike is kind of the way that I want to describe it because the pacing of the movie and the overall visuals and just kind of how everything flows is just like a fever dream. Yeah. So it's hard to say it moves at a fast pace, but it doesn't. We accidentally paused the movie halfway through. And it felt like we were at the end of the movie. And that's not a negative. Not at all. No. There's so much happens in this film. And it keeps you really hooked. I tried, started writing notes. I got two lines in and I didn't want to be distracted. So I just stopped. Yeah, I mean, my notes really are just certain lines that I laughed at because there's a lot of humor in the movie as well. Yeah, very dry humor. Which I was not expecting. I was expecting maybe a little at the beginning, but not as... Yeah, the film laugh. Uh, it's not really a spoiler, but the way the dialogue is read in every scene is the way we started this review. It's very monotone. Matter of fact. Yes. 
like the um the line that I was trying to say before I left is that there is a line where he says just She's, where have you been? Well, I was masturbating behind that tree over there. That that's the line delivery. Yeah. Like all the lines are delivered that way. So the premise of the movie is that we are in some it's not really said if it's like a future. I don't it feels, think it's a future really. It feels present. Yeah. Where you Society is consisted of couples, and obviously if you're like a kid, then, you know, that doesn't matter. But you have to be set up a man and a woman or a homosexual couple. And if you are not set up, then you have to go to this hotel, is what they call it, a Mm -hmm. hotel, where you have, what was it, 40 days? 45 days. 45 days to find a partner to fall in love with, and then you are given a different room where you can sleep together, and then you go on this yacht, and then if you pass those tests, essentially, which are like two-week little stints. Then you go get a return to the city. So if you don't do this, and you are unable to find somebody within the 45 days... And they have to match your defining characteristic. Then you get turned into an animal of your choosing to have a second chance at life as an animal. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so our main star chooses a lobster. He describes it as because a lobster can live till 100 years old, stays fertile throughout, and he loves the sea and would like to be near the sea if he can. Mm-hmm. That's the premise of the movie. So we f- yep. we follow Colin Farrell's character, David. David. Who his wife leaves him at the beginning of the movie. And then he is forced to go to this hotel and go through the matching process. Which is kind of fucked up, some of the stuff. Right off the gate, this movie is absolutely breathtaking to look at because of the scenes. I really would like to know where they filmed it at. That's beautiful. It looked like kind of like Scotland, something like that. Very secluded. Yeah. Hilly. Foresty. Beautiful. It's near the water. Every shot was gorgeous. A lot of wide shots, but they worked. Even the hotel, the interiors were beautiful. The city. I, just, I love the way the entire movie was shot. Yeah, because the city is well... Not a spoiler, you see the city. But the city is really cool because, again, it kind of it has this weird vibe to it. Like, everything's a little too clean. You see it's all... It's very the, white. It's very white, and all the couples are walking together, like, in a solid, like, a big centipede line. And it's very dystopian, almost. Mm-hmm. Except for the, like, we see an interior of like a house in the city, and it's completely the opposite of that. It just looks like your house or my house, or it's very grounded in reality. It's one of the few places that felt grounded in reality. This movie kind of reminded me a little bit of her. Go with okay. me. You're giving All me a right. weird look. I'm I, giving I know, you a weird I know look. You're giving me a weird look of where you're in this kind of alternate reality space. Yeah, that's still super grounded in reality. It has all of these dreamlike hints of just really bizarreness, like her yeah. has. Yeah, hers it's, very grounded in reality, but then but we sometimes have more than hints, much more than hints. <laughs> yeah, but primarily when in the hotel and in the city, that's why it kind of felt like her to me. Just kind of like the, the I, I get, air it. I get that. Yeah. His character is very similar at times, and and you know, Colin Farrell was so good in this movie. Yeah. It's weird for me to say in 2016, because he's done a lot of crap. I can't remember the last movie he's been in that I really enjoyed as of late. Phone Booth I really enjoyed. Ooh, that came out it's like been a while. That was like 2004. It's been a while ago, but I really enjoyed that. He was great in this. I loved him. I loved his character. He's very relatable, but not. It's hard to relate with most of the characters, but based on the circumstances that they're put in, a lot of times you can kind of 
suspend your disbelief with them. And these aren't like you were like, oh, he's really, really relatable. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, not now. But then it comes back around. He has very good character arcs throughout. Rachel Weiss is the narrator of this because throughout the movie, the scenes are narrated by her. And Mm -hmm. I am, I am so glad that she is getting work. Because she was my first Hollywood crush. And I always thought that she was great. She should be a narrator. Oh, yeah. I loved it. She's so good. I've always loved her voice, like in The Mummy. Weird to say, but I always just really liked her voice in The Mummy. It was really cool. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, honestly. It's not really creepy. It's pretty creepy. It's not creepy. Yeah, a little bit. No, just thinking that a character's voice sounded cool. It's creepy. Is it creepy? It's kind of creepy. It's like the people that love Christopher Walken just because of his voice. That's not creepy, though. Or the love Morgan Freeman gets. Just for his voice. Oh, I see what she did. Doesn't matter what the fuck he makes. People will be like, it's got Morgan Freeman. I just like to hear him talk. Yeah. He makes shit anymore. Well. He's going to be in Ben-Hur. What was the one movie that he was in that was like really, really bad recently? He played like a villain. Oblivion? Was he in Oblivion? I I didn't see Oblivion. Oblivion. Not sure. That movie. Or was it Elysium? No, it wasn't Elysium. There's a lot of those at the same time that. Oblivion, like this movie, is fucking gorgeous. That movie is so beautiful. But the problem with Oblivion is that, like, it is not Tom Hanks at all. Because. People give Tom Hanks shit all the time. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. Especially Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Wait, did I just say Tom Hanks? I, I just like, realized I was... T- I'm pretty sure I don't remember Tom Hanks and Mission Impossible. <laughs> I was going with you because I didn't know Tom who was in Oblivion. <laughs> okay. Tom Cruise. I realized I was saying Tom Hanks <laughs> As at the, the end. blank stare I was giving you of that's Tom not... Tom Cruise. Okay. Uh, I was also trying to figure out the people giving Tom Hanks shit. I'm like, I thought he was overall <laughs> liked by people. I, I think Tom Cruise is still a great actor. I love him in pretty much everything he does. And in Oblivion, he's really good with his character, but the problem is that the story is just so meh. erratic and just meh. But the visuals and just like the overall art style and the aesthetic of everything is just superb. It's like the only reason why I recommend yeah, Oblivion. I'd, well, say, I know A24 is just a production company, but... Visually, this felt like an A24 film. Yeah, all of their movies have a very distinct visual style. That we've seen so far. We went to their website. Well, there is Tusk, though. Tusk is completely different. Different. But I think like Most Violent Year, Ex Machina, Under the Skin. I haven't seen a lot of A24. I want to see more. We're going to see more because we love them. One thing about this is the use of color and the use of color really with all of their movies. There's normally a couple of colors that kind of stand out that stay with the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. Ex Machina, I thought kind of red and green were very prolific with That's the That's what it reminded me of that. It's it's very dulled, like the whole, except for certain areas and color. Yeah, most of the time it's, it's very earthy colors, but everything almost has like a washed out look to it. Mm-hmm. And even Most Violent Year, that's a very yellow and purple-centric movie. And Tusk is very walrusy in color. That's really the only A24 thing that I've that seen. I, so there's a lot of A24. There is also Maggie, which we wanted to see. We're going. I'm not we will. sure. That's not A24, I don't think. It is. Yeah, I'm pretty is sure it's A24. A24. Yeah, because that's the one Arnold Schwarzenegger has a daughter, and it's uh, she's a Zambi. Yeah. But it's like a serious dramatic role from Schwarzenegger, which may or may not be good. Yeah, we'll see. I'm on the fence on how good he can be dramatically. So the lobster, you know... Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to put this on my best of the year list because we did not see it in theaters. We have to stay by our rules. Yep, because if not, then we need to go back last year and put X Machina on there. Exactly. But we will talk about it in our end of the year 
reviews. We did honorable mentions last year, ones we couldn't put on the list. So this will absolutely make both of our lists. Yes. Unless something happens and I get like hit in the head with a bat. Gibby callback. Yeah, I mean, definitely this would be more than likely second on my list. The Witch, it still to me, is the best movie I've seen this year. How would I get mine to The Witch? But I'm not giving away what my number one would be. You're ruining it. Don't tell people what your number one is. There could be one that swerves everybody and comes out. And Have you seen what's one. coming out this year, dude? Doctor Strange. There's no swerving. That's not going to be a number one. Rogue One maybe could be. You know, there's also great instances of... The number one Suicide Squad, by the way. Do you know what I mean when I say, like, eye acting? Yeah. There's a lot in this because even though it's a very dialogue-driven movie, there's also many scenes where there's no dialogue at all. It's completely driven by people's faces and, and body eyes. language. And it is superb. I mean, there's we'll talk about it when we get to the spoilers, but there is a thing that is flat out just body language. Unfortunately, it's unfortunately we're starting to get to where it's like yeah, we I'm have not, to spoil I, stuff. I can't I can't stop yeah. Alright, so now we're gonna get into spoilers. Please see this movie. Yes. I, I thought it was absolutely spectacular. Keep in mind it is a very artsy movie. It is relatively slow. I would say it's slow paced in nature for the most part. Yeah, it's hundred percent dialogue driven. Just be prepared. It's not for everyone, and we get that completely. 9.5 out of 10. So it's going to be like 9.3. Easy. Like, I I want to watch it again. Mm -hmm. Like, now. Not going to. I mean, we can just go out there and watch it, Uh, No, I have to sleep at some point, for God's sake. All right, so spoilers start now again. (sighs) Please see the movie. But we're going to talk about spoilers, so please don't do this to... Just don't do this. Don't do this to yourself. This is a good movie. You want to see it? You do want to see it. You want to see it without being spoiled. Spoilers start right now. I'm being serious right now. Gibby's not in it. Gibby isn't in it. Okay, so this takes a very interesting turn because I under the small summary that I had of the movie of it just being kind of self-contained in the hotel. Which is what I thought. That's it, what I thought it was all going to be. not in the hotel for all that long. For uh, halfway through the movie is when... I think he leaves the hotel before that. I think it's more like 35, like, 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah, 40 minutes so. in. So he's in the hotel and he's trying to find... Like, kind of trying to find a mate. Like, not even really. I think he's really trying to find a mate. He just doesn't want to be a fucking lobster. Yeah, he doesn't want to be an animal. And I think that really kind of sunk in... After talking to the limping guy, of yeah. his kind of speech of what's, you know, worse. Yeah, and the fact that he faked it and made it work. by slamming his face into the side of a pool. Yeah, the limping guy, he is seems very desperate to immediately find someone. So he knows that this one girl that is there gets bloody noses and decides that... That's the trait that I'm going to go with because the traits are important because that's how... It's how you match up. Yep. In this world... If your traits don't match, that's it. You're done. So his trait is that he has a limp and that's really all that he has. He talks about it nonstop. He's just like, oh, my, my limpy limp. I loved this guy. He was very good, but then he could become... My wife died. She had a limp too. That's he, it. He becomes very insufferable though. Yeah. I did not like his character. for But you're not supposed to like You're not him, supposed so to. John C. Riley is in this movie, and he was fantastic because he had the perfect mix of the, you know, straight, serious acting with a little bit of comedy because his character was kind of a funny character. Mm-hmm. And he got his hand burnt in a toaster. Some fucked up punishments that go on in this movie for, and weird, like, 
crotch rubbing. There's a lot of very sexual scenes that are integral to the plot that are very surreal. Yeah, we say they're sexual, but they're not shown in a sexual manner at all. It's more of just like there's no. It's very mundane. It's more. It's a day to day activity of where they they're just doing what they have to do. The maids are timing erections by the male visitors i was trying to decide what i wanted to call them i guess visitor guests guests yeah and they're judging the erection time by rubbing they just rub their ass on their crotch yeah until they get an erection (laughs) and then they tell them like your erection was faster today that's good because it's going to help you find a mate and when he first goes there they handcuff one arm around to try to symbolically tell him how much how easier it is with two than it is one which is a very big reoccurring theme because there's all of these little seminars that they do where they talk about reminded me of clockwork orange a little bit it did yeah it was where they showed tons of people in a room and they had people come up and like, this is if you are alone. And a man shows, eating alone and he chokes and dies. And then a man and his wife eating and then she gives him the Heimlich. Then everybody claps. Which comes up later in the movie, which is funny. Uh, the woman walking alone and they have like fake rape. Yeah, bizarre I, like simulated It sounds worse thing. than it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's not graphic or anything like that. It's just No, it'd be like if cartoonish. he took two stuffed animals and bumped them against each other. So yeah, Limpy, he finds this girl that she... She, her trait is that she gets nosebleeds. So he begins to essentially fake the relationship by slamming his nose into things to make it bleed or make fake blood with tomato juice and stuff like that. And so they are paired together. Then they get sent away. And one of a really funny line in the movie, because like I said, there's a lot of really funny stuff that they say is when if you have, if you start to have problems, we will assign you children. That always seems to help. Yes. So we think that's how that works. Yeah, we see them get paired, and then later we see them with a child. So they had problems. And then we also see them later when they're on their little cruise, the yacht. Yeah, so not really a cruise. Well, you know. Pressure's just anchored in the dock. So the main character of David, he's more inclined to just not become an animal, which I think is... Well, I think it helps, too, that he has a dog with him, which is his brother. Bob. Oh, yes. I forgot to mention that. It's his brother. Yep. His brother went through the same thing, but he was turned into a dog, given into the care of him. So that's kind of a living reminder of what he doesn't want to do. As much as the lobster sounds appealing, he kind of realizes that, hey, you know, I kind of wouldn't want to be a, an animal, especially when the limping guy was like, well, is, you're going to be caught in a net, you're going to be boiled alive, and people are going to dig the meat out of you and eat you. And he's like, eh, maybe this isn't, maybe he's got a point. So he's kind of trying to find suitors, and I think that... That would be a dinosaur. He can't be a dinosaur. They never established rules. Actually, the rule part, I forgot to talk about the rule part because it has a very funny line with there as well. Uh, David's talking with John C. Riley and the limping guy, and the limping guy is explaining to him how they make them into animals, where they just kind of take their heart out and their brain and then put it in another animal. Yeah. And the way that he explains it is just very funny. And then Colin Farrell's... It's the most ludicrous (laughs) way possible. And then Colin Farrell's reaction is, yes, this makes complete sense. And I just busted up laughing. Like, no, it, it doesn't at all. That and when I thought about people that didn't know what this movie's about, and they're like, so you have 45 days, you can stay here. And if you don't find a mate after that, you will be turned into an animal. But uh, enjoy your stay. Like, it's just in passing. 
How many people can you imagine? I had no idea. And they're like, what so do I? What was, what was that? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you say turn it, turn into an animal? Okay. This would be a great blind movie to get somebody to watch. Oh, like too never, soon. Too soon. Oh, too soon for that, dude. Oh, that's not what I meant. God. Just think if you had somebody in, let's say, Mercedes. Great example. Oh, God, she would no, hate I, this movie. We're not going to have Mercedes watch this movie. But if we had just somebody, like if Mercedes was over, and we are just like, we're going to watch this movie, and you didn't tell them anything about it, it would be very interesting to see what their response How long was. before she walked out? Uh, Ten minutes. I give it like 15. Really? You think she'd stay that long? I think what she, she would... She would get to the point where she's like, oh, yeah, that's funny. He's no, not going to turn into an animal, is Yeah, he? see, that's the thing. She'd get to the point where she realized that that's not the route that it's going to go. And then, and then she'd be done. Mercedes, no, we're not knocking you. We no. just know this isn't your Like, movie. there's no neck snaps in this, so I don't think she would like it. There's no pointless science that nobody cares about that's not in here. So David's character, he is unsuccessfully seduced by... On the bus? The Scottish lady who, again, very matter-of-factly... It's just like, I think you're quite handsome. I'll you give should, you a blowjob. I, I might give you a blowjob, or you can fuck me if you'd like. I'm in, And if you like anal sex, then I will also be in the I swallow. Well. She's just very desperate. And she's like, if I don't find a mate, I'm going to jump out of a window and kill myself. Which does happen. But she jumps out of the first floor. So it's kind of an awkward scene of her laying on the concrete, blood in a blood pool right here. Just crying and screaming. She didn't jump high enough to die. Well, see, what's funny about that is that when she initially tells him that she's going to jump out the window, she says the first floor, and then she's like, well, no, maybe I'll do the fourth floor, or maybe the fifth floor. Turns out she does do it from the She did the first floor. Or I guess it's the second floor. And that's another scene that is darkly comical, because it starts out being very uncomfortable, because she's laying there in agony, screaming. But then you see that there's this woman that's just heartless. That he's decided that he... David is going to try to lie and pair up with. And then it turns to where he, you know, he figures out that her trait is that she's completely heartless. So he needs to be heartless as well so that she can understand that their traits match and they can get together. So he comes back and she's just on the ground, just screaming in agony. And he's basically just like, I hope that she dies quickly because I I would really like to lay down. I'm very tired and I don't want to hear her. her Yeah. I don't want to hear a woman dying all night long. It's really funny. And then when they meet back up in the hot tub, she pretends to choke. And that was very clever of her testing to see if he actually was heartless. He just sat there next to her until she died, quote unquote. Then she just popped up and she goes, I think we're compatible. So then they get paired together. Oh, another thing is that in the time that you are there, you can extend your time by... Oh yeah, it's the hunt. Yeah, there's daily hunts that they go on of people that have escaped the facility. Well, I don't think they've... They're just the loners. Basically, the single people just hide in the woods. Well, yeah, it's not necessarily explained because a good thing about the movie and something I don't really think needs to be explained is, like, is this mandatory they're doing of turning into an animal which i'm guessing yes yes, because the police are checking people in the city that's right well is the hotel just a a way that you can do that are there different other places i have a feeling there's more than there's more hotels see that maybe have different outcomes stuff like that yeah so yeah the people that are not paired with anybody and are the loners are out in the woods and they're hunted with dark guns and then if depending on how many people you bring back you get extra days on your stay so the heartless woman is the one that really is able to bag the most heads 
Yeah, she does not give a shit about people. There's a great, you know, the hunt scene was a fantastic use of slow motion because every scene in this movie that used slow motion, it was used expertly. Mm-hmm. Which there you can't n- say that about a lot of other movies. Yeah, there's no time where they did slow-mo where I felt it was out of place. No, I really liked it here, paired with the music and the energy. I dug it. I dug it a lot. Yeah, we see the hunt and it's all of them kind of like very barbarically just slicing themselves up this hill. And then it shows, you know, she shoots one of them with the tranquilizer gun and then she proceeds to just like bloody their face. Yeah. She's, she's out to kill. So they get paired together and then they have a very tumultuous relationship because she's starts to understand that he was lying. And I thought that it was really interesting how they did that because of such subtle nuances that he did. Like when they were in the bed, he would always lean over and try to put his head on her and then he would quickly stop and then mm-hmm. roll over again. A lot of interesting things like that. Or when they were, there's a very like stoic sex scene because it's it's like it's hard to explain. It, it's it, completely non-sensual. It's like all. a chore. Yeah. And she has him put the lights on. So she could see his face and see that he's enjoying it when she is not. Yeah. And so then he wakes up the next morning with her standing by the bed and she goes, I killed your brother. Which we thought, well, that's just a test. Nope. Dead dog in the bathroom. Yeah, she you know, she goes into detail about like how it whined and all of this stuff. And I was like, well, this is very bizarre. She's and then it's trying pan- to get a reaction out of and it. And then it pans down and her leg is completely soaked in blood. And then you see him go into the bathroom and yes, the brother in dog form is dead, covered in blood. And he does have a reaction, emotional reaction. And so she immediately is like, you know. You lied. You're going to be punished. I'm taking you to the head of the hotel. So the interesting thing about this is that we get into kind of the original plot hole, I guess, that I had with the movie. What was that? Of how would this exist if you didn't have two people that could just lie and say they're together? Like, wouldn't that be what everybody would do? Yeah. But I think that throughout the movie, the monotone voices and just the overall, just the dialogue and how everybody interacts, it's one of those things where I don't think that you can lie in this society. Like, there's no way for you to actually 100% do it with, like, everybody. Yeah. I think David may be, like, a rare case. Mm. Because how would this still be a thing if... I mean, if let's say you and I, oh Lord, we are not matched. No, I'm we, not saying we are different. not matched. No, <laughs> that is not a thing. No. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that thing. <laughs> you better pick your fucking animal now. Our fanfics say otherwise, Kyle. Oh, don't give them any more fuel. Like, so let's say that you and I, I'm not saying that we're matching the thing. I'm saying that like, if we were sent to a place like this, mm-hmm. wouldn't our, I mean, at least for me, my immediate thing would be like, I'm going to find a girl that's going to say that we're in love and we have some bullshit trait and we're just going to be Yeah, that's how most of my relationships start anyways. Just lie and then we just get used to it. <laughs> that was the initial problem that I had with it. But like I said, based on the dialogue and based on especially that of where she... I just... Yeah, in this society, it's a thing you don't do. Because I also thought, even not lying, you think you would be immediately just trying to hook up with the next people that came in. Mm. Like, I have two days left, please. Okay. Well, the interesting thing, though, is that... Like, there's not desperation in this, really. Yeah, there's none at all, because they all really just are okay with the fact of becoming an animal. Mm-hmm. You know, the girl, one of the girl, the friend of the bloody-nosed girl, she gets turned into a horse, but on her final day, all she wants to do is watch Stand By Me. Yeah. She's okay with it. 
you know, you'd think that, because an interesting thing about that scene as well, where she is sitting next to David and they just have a very mundane conversation about her hair. It shows that like David was kind of extending, yeah, he was kind of extending a branch like, hey. And she was like, nope, I'll be a horse. And she turned into a horse. So then we get into really the meat and potatoes of the movie. When he escapes. Which I honestly was not expecting this. Well, he killed a woman. Yes. The, his wife or whatever. His match. He didn't kill her. He dragged her into the transformation room and turned her into an animal. That's not killing her. He cut out all of her organs and eyes. Well, no, it was saying... <laughs> Limpy, kind of how he said it was, it was like an automated process. That's if Limpy was right. We sure. don't know what happened behind there. It had to have been because he, so he drags her in and. He has experience with cutting out eyes. There's a maid that we later find out the maid is working with the loners. The loners, yep. And helps him to escape and he puts the lady into the transformation room and nobody knows what animal that she is because the narrator. Yeah. Which, oh, what was her name for the life of me? I can't remember. The na- I don't remember. I mean, obviously it's not Rachel Wise, but. That's why we're going to call her, because I don't remember her name. Rachel, fine. So Rachel, you know, we we do find out very cleverly, I might add, that the narration is from a journal that she had been writing. Yeah, when they find it? Yes. Yeah. So I we, thought it was just simple retelling of yeah, a story. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. So we don't know what animal she was made into. I'm guessing it was probably something very... What if she was the peacock or the camel that we see later on? Could have been. Or the pig. The pig, yeah. That's another... Yeah, all the animals that are in the forest. I love that because... They're just in a forest and you'll just randomly see a camel walk through the background. But it all makes sense and it also gives to the dreamlike state of this movie. Yeah, made complete sense of why it was there. So David, uh, you know, he escapes to the loner camp and and the loners are really interesting to me because they're in this, like the, the leader, I guess that you'd say. Mm-hmm. She's like the leader of resistance almost. Yeah, you know, they, their whole thing is it's like, we're loners, we can't be matched if anybody has sex with each other. or They also have very strict rules. Yeah, like even almost stricter than... Like, if people kiss, they, like, slice their lips with razor blades. Yeah, they give them a Chelsea grin and then make them, like, kiss until it heals and then rip them apart. Yeah. Very gruesome. And th- there's one in passing. They said they, they've always... That was called the Red Kiss. And the narrator's like, I've always heard of the Red Intercourse. I'm scared of it. I don't know what it is. And you're like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't come up. Oh, well, we kind of know what it yeah, but it's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, very Gruce. totalitarian when it comes to non-sexual or any intimacy. And, any anybody. flirting. Just yeah, even flirting. flirting. That was the biggest thing, which is super interesting because you'd think that the loners would... you think they'd be okay with it, like whatever. Or even then, wouldn't you kind of encourage it because you'd be able hey, to go back to the Hey, then we can go back to the fucking city. Yeah, we don't have to worry. But they show that they easily come and go into the city by just pretending. Very bizarre. It almost really comes down to, we see the loners, they go into the compound. And initially you think it's because they're going to like kill Kill the all the couples. But they're just breaking people up, which leads me to think that maybe there's just kind of a vendetta thing with the leader, especially because we see the leader with the pig, which I thought could be something there. Yeah. Very subtle. Because she leashed the pig and... Is acting very calm towards it. Yeah. Makes me think the pig is someone she knows or loves. That's never said. We don't know. And it doesn't need to be said. That's why I thought stuff like that was really great. Because it showed every time they went to the city, she would always go to her parents' house. So it showed that she does care about people. There are people that are very important to her. Well, it's almost like, you know, a, just a 
raise tactics to it. You know, we couldn't make it in there. We're going to be out here. There's no way we're going to ever make it. So don't. But even they think still about follow trying. the rules of the hotel. Like they all wear those rain parkas. Don't need to. They know when the hunt is. It's so like, well, tomorrow during the hunt, they know when they're going to be hunted. But they're okay. With it. I mean, she makes them dig their own graves. Just in case. If you think you're going to die, just go lay in your grave. Yeah, we have a guy that he gets caught in a bear trap. And she just kind of just plainly says, well, if you think you're going to die and you get out of it, go in your grave so that you die there. Um, Otherwise, you know, bye. Yep, and they leave. That's the last you see of them. Poor guy. Another thing that was really great about the loners, though, was the electronic music. I laughed far more than I should have. They didn't promote. so great. They only dance alone. That's why they only listen to electronic music. Ooh, that was good. I don't know why. That was like, it's such an impassing line. It made us both laugh. And then also later we see them have like a night rave, essentially, where they're all listening to their electronic music and dancing alone in the woods. And it's almost expected of you to do it, too, because... Yeah, they asked him, why wasn't he celebrating? Because it was after they did the raid on the hotel. So yeah, they do this raid on the hotel where the sole purpose, you think, is that they're going to kill them. But it is just to break them up. That's it. So David finds the yacht that the limp guy was on and essentially breaks up their marriage by talking about how that... He's been faking it the whole time. And then he just leaves. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we have the scene of Hitchcock, as I like to call him. The guy's awesome. Hitchcock is the the uh, manager's husband. Something like that, yep. And they tie them up and have have him basically say like who would rather who'd you rather have die like would you do better on your own or her and yeah i kept saying how much better he would do on his own than her so they give him a gun that is not loaded you find out and he clicks yeah because they say kill your wife and he tries to and then they leave that's the end of it yes you're not coming back from that you just tried to kill me you son of a bitch that's probably gonna break you up and then they leave the compound yeah and they don't talk about it again they don't go back. They're just content. They get what they wanted out of it. So that is really interesting because I want to think that that's probably something that happens a lot. Because yeah. we have the one, the French woman that's helping them, talking about how that's going to be the last mission that she can do because she can't take it anymore. So they have been purposely like going out to these places and breaking these people up. We don't know why. It doesn't explain. But it doesn't need to be explained. No. I think it's fine. It's just... We're, in a, we're placed in a universe where if you are single for so long, you get turned into an animal. You get turned into an animal. What animal would you pick? Oh, that's a hard question. I'm not sure. What animal would you pick? Other than a dinosaur. You can't say dinosaur. Why can't I say dinosaur? Because dinosaur does not count. Like a blue whale? Could it be a blue whale? I don't think that they would turn you into a blue whale. Why the fuck not? They're in your water. But the the other animals that people do are like ponies, oh, camel. Because they're picking lame animals. They're not going to do a whale. That's way too counter. No. Well, I, I think I should be a blue whale or a great white shark. I knew you were going to say shark. I'd be a shark or know. a bird. I would be a bird of some bird sort. Bird would be pretty cool. And just poop on people. I'd be something like like a bear. I'd be something I could fucking come back and kill people. Yeah, it's, like think it's he, not super explained on if think they, of how many rabbits he hunts for hers. Think how many like people he's killing. True. I didn't think about that. <laughs> well, you don't know if all the animals are. Humans. I would imagine this has been going on for a long time. And it's all yeah. It's not really explained. I think if you could be any animal. Retain your like emotions or like your psyche at all if we are in the animal. No idea. So we never had a. Main character turned into an animal. Maybe I'd be a walrus. Would you be a walrus? But I can't be a fucking whale. Walrus is not as big as a whale. Anybody that doesn't whale like... Whale is too big. They did not give a size limit. 
Lincoln. But all based on all of the animals you see, the the largest you saw was a camel, and that's because makes sense people because aren't thinking outside the box. There's no. There's I no be, way they would let you be a whale. Well, we'll find out in the future one day, won't we? Ooh, I and the would, sequel, The Blue Whale, starring, starring me. What about, ooh, I could be like a moose? Oh, I'd want to be a moose. Why would you be a moose? Because then I could be in Canada. I could. No, I think they just me. release you into the woods there. I don't think they take you someplace okay. else. They didn't take the camel back to Are Egypt. like a lemur? Lemur? What about, a, what about a gibbon? I could do a gibbon. If we're going by no size restrictions at all, obviously you'd have to go to Silverback Gorilla. Or Blue Whale. Or Blue Whale. If you really want to be a Blue Whale, you can be a Blue Whale. Who's going to fuck with a Blue Whale? Nobody, but Blue Whales are lame. You're just a huge whale in the ocean. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Spout your little spout? I would. And I would help support stranded surfers when I'm dying. Blue Whale. One thing that was really great in this is the use of, like, real tension mm-hmm. in a movie that I did not expect to have so much tension. Yeah. One of the scenes that had just a very uncomfortable amount of tension and suspense, when it's really a scene that you wouldn't think would have suspense, is the scene where... Okay, so David, before I go into the scene, David does fall in love with this girl. They share the same trait of short-sightedness. He's bringing her rabbits, and they eventually fall in love. Mm-hmm. And they come, they have all of these... Hand signals? Hand signals. Which are hilarious. It's really great, because I know all of that was information. Like when she stands up like five times against the tree. They all mean certain things, like a hand behind the back says, let's fuck. And turning to the left means, I love you more than life itself, or whatever. To the right is danger. We're in danger. Yeah. And there's a line of, like, it was hard at first to figure out. <laughs> it's, it's really funny, seeing him do these crazy things. Things. So they're having this secret romance, but while they're in the city, they're paired up. Yeah. And we go to the main leader's house of the par- of her parents, which she has been lying to them and so saying she has she, a job. She yeah. has a job in the city. So they're playing this like wonderful Spanish guitar music while they're just making it, just going at it. And it became very tense. I don't know if it was for you, but for me... Yeah, that's why I kept saying, like, oh, they're messed up. Oh, they're not good. Because we see, yeah, the leader look over and then look forward and then look over and then it keeps going. And then you just, like, it starts to... It's not that you're uncomfortable because what's happening... You just know this is not going to end well for them. You've seen what happens. You've heard horror stories of what happens. You know these two are fucked. So after that is where we do have the reveal of the narration was her journal that she was keeping. Mm -hmm. And the leader finds out, and another use of tension was when she says, you know, I'm going to take care of this. So she has David start to dig his own grave. And bury himself. entire scene was five minutes of just like me on edge. Because, I mean... And she has him dig it, she has him lay in it, cover himself with dirt, and then she makes him cover his face with dirt so that he wouldn't want the dogs to eat your face. And the entire time you're like, I know she has a gun because we saw her have a gun. I know she has a gun. I keep just seeing the shovel in the corner of the screen. I'm like, ugh. And so who, we had no idea at this point. Like she could have flat out fucking killed him. And then it ends. And it was just whew. Then it gets even worse when the girls go into the city. So the girls go into the city and what she decides to do is really punish her more than him. Probably because she's been with him longer. She has her go to get her eyes corrected from mm-hmm. the short sightedness. Which which first I thought that was clever. I was like, okay, they're not gonna have the same trade anymore. That gets because it. they're gonna fix her eyes. Yeah. She blinds her. Yeah, she has the doctor fucking blind her. 
Did not see that one coming. Not at all. That was not a bad pun either. I really didn't see it coming. And then as they're going back, she learns that she's been blinded and then attempts to stab her. And there's a really cool scene where she stabs the one girl that's with them and she thinks it's the leader. The leader follows her. The leader mimics all of her movements. And leaves her kind of alone for a minute. To calm down. To calm down and then to understand of what just happened and like if you kill me you're, you're gonna be alone you're not gonna be able to do anything you can't see like what mm-hmm. are you gonna do you will die out here so she comes back and david finds out because she tells him she's originally gonna keep it secret yeah it's not really a thing you can keep a secret so then we have david who they were originally going to escape that night yeah. that night kind of making decisions you see him well he tests her he tests her first yeah to see if this is a real thing where he's giving her items and having her tell him what they are based on touch which lincoln failed this test well i couldn't see i don't know lincoln doesn't know the difference between a kiwi and a tennis ball for some reason it just looked like a very very pale it no, look like a tennis ball. And I was holding a tennis ball. I know, yeah. Bizarre. So he makes a decision. Oh, there's also a very great line that I wrote down of where he's saying, um, I could teach you German. It would take a year, so it's actually no use. And then it goes into how that it's no use to teach you German. Yeah, because he was trying to find other traits that they had. And then it was very clever when he came up. He's like, I have a plan. And she goes, what is it? And he's like, I raised my left foot to my knee three times. I He's describing all their hand signals. So we have no idea. It was cool. We have no idea. So they had hand signals for fucking everything especially because the list of handsome ones that goes down is just very very long very long so we find out really that the plan is they are going to escape to the city and we have a scene where he just clubs he just comes out of nowhere and clubs the leader girl in the back of the head and then this was really great because she gets her comeuppance of where she gets bound and then put in the grave and then he puts the dirt on everything but her face and then we see and dogs, see dogs walking over it. And I was like, that's fucking brutal. Even, I, yeah, even, I was like, why didn't he just hit her a couple more times with the rock? Like, God, I know it. she's bad, but she's, yeah. like, even the bad people in this you felt for. Yeah, there's really nobody that you truly. You can just see in their performances and the way they look at things that there's more to them than just, I'm bad. Like the pig and just little things. Like, she spoke French. Mm-hmm. Her parents weren't French. It just tells you so much about about her character without us knowing anything. Because she speaks fluent French. Mm-hmm. That's how her and the maid talk to each other. And also another thing, I mean, why was... A reoccurring thing is the absence of hugging in the movie. Which is further emphasized by the poster of the lobster. Where it shows him hugging like a, Nothing. Yeah. And there's things like that with different characters. On like who they hug that also can come into play. It's just really small things that... Yeah, because she does hug the She hugs the maid. Yeah. Little things. Yeah. Little baby things, Kyle. Yeah. So now we get into the big thing that we wanted to talk about, which is the end of the movie. Yes. So, Rachel, I'm Whatever not sure what the, the character's name was. And David, they escape to the city. She's still blind. She is blind. And we have them at a diner scene where she, you know, puts out her hands to he's see. Ch- checking her stuff. I think he's doing that so he can leave and she'll be safe. Yeah, because if somebody finds you and you're alone, they'll ask to check your elbows, your, your finger. fingernails, and the bottom of your shoes for moss and dirt dirt and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, make sure you didn't just come from the woods. So they're sitting there and they're just drinking water. There's not really a lot of dialogue going on, but he asks for 
I would like a knife and fork, no butter knife, a steak knife. So come back. And then he begins to talk and you realize he's going to blind himself. It didn't dawn on me at first. I thought he was just testing her more. And then, but when he wraps up the thing, he goes, I'm going to use a knife. We're like, oh, God. My initial thought was that I thought that he was getting that just for, like, protection. It's not like he was going to steal it. No. <laughs> no. He's going to go into the bathroom and cut his fucking eyes out. And then also she, you know, she's like, would you like to see my stomach, too? And I was like, well, that's weird because they don't check stomach. And I realized because he's going to blind himself and she's wondering if he wants to see anything before he blinds himself. So he goes into the bathroom. Which is why I think some, like, the... F- pans i think he was checking for that like they never checked elbows he has to see her face Mm -hmm. he wanted to see what she looked like one last time yep so he goes into the bathroom and this was another use of tension of this was like oh fuck this is cringeworthy god damn he's standing in the mirror he has the the steak knife in front of his eye he puts he shoves his mouth full of paper towels so he won't scream and he just holds it and he's just shaking it and lincoln and i couldn't watch like we couldn't look at it you were like a little kid, like peeking through your fingers. Yeah, I was like, oh. I just gave up. I'm like, I can't do this scene. So then we have a still shot, which also this movie has so many shots where it's just still. Mm-hmm. Just a camera pointing forward, things happening, and I love it. Also, no Dutch angles. Nope. That I saw, which is good because if there were, they I don't think there were any. So he has it on his eye. You don't know if, what he's going to do with it. The next scene is, again, the shot where she's sitting there with her water. Waiter comes over, gives her some more water. And all we hear is the door of the bathroom open. And you can hear someone slowly walking. And then it cuts to black. Just cuts to black. I thought it was brilliant. I did too. Is the use of the college film student ending used correctly? No, a college film student ending would be cut to black and then gunshot. Oh, yeah. But to me, it symbolized that he did. Or they could have done cut to black and then you hear the door swing open. That would have been the call. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it symbolized that he did go through with it. Because as soon as he walked out, the black symbolized what he could see. We were now seeing the story as they could see it. Because we saw the story from her point of view up until the notebook. I mean, that's mm-hmm. it was just all narration of what he told her happened. Yeah, because it skips so much at the beginning because it is going by just her perception of everything. All the main events are the stuff that she wrote Yeah, down. it's just what he told her happened. It goes from day two immediately to day like 20-something. Yeah, and then to day seven. And then uh, the credits roll... It's just black, and then at the towards the end of credits, you just hear the water, the ocean, and we took that as that's where he wanted to be. Yeah, so he took her. Well, because their whole thing was that they wanted to go to. There was a specific like island that they wanted to go to, where it was very. She had written it down in her book, yep. and we took it as he did go through with it, and that's where they ended up. Yeah, population very small of like four hundred people, so they would be able to live there. Yep, and be without, blind and happy. Yep, because you know they're going to be able to get get away with it because they only like check your papers. It seems, you know, if you're alone. Mm-hmm. So as long as they're with each other all the time, they don't have to worry about yep. it. Yep. And they obviously have the same characteristics. So nobody's going to. Nope. That's the end of the lobster. And I thought it was fucking great. I absolutely thought it was great. It took a turn again. Cause I thought it was just going to be its own little compressed. Man, it took thing. a lot of turns. All of them were great though. Like, um, I likened it to having a pit stop in the middle of a bus ride. Yep. And things that, well, he described him. It sounds like, well, duh, he was going to go make himself blind. We didn't really see it coming. Not at all. There is a point also where that you see and you understand David's kind of struggle with it of understanding what he's going to have to do if he wants to go with her. I wasn't sure if he was going to go. Yeah, because he does at one time, even in the bathroom, put the knife down. Think about it. And then he gathers a paper towel, shoves it in his mouth and goes for it. And then even when we have the scene that 
uh, of because they're meeting at the tree every day. There's an off line that she says, you haven't brought me rabbits in two days. It means that to me that he was thinking about not doing it. He was trying to distance himself. Mm -hmm. But then again, this movie does come down to it. It really is a love story, though, because it's a very good love story that he was willing to go through all this just to be with her. That's, That's a big deal. He was willing to take a steak knife to his own fucking eyes. He thinks she could have been like, hey, the doctor did it. We could probably just go to the doctor. He knocked me out. I'm pretty sure if you get blinded by a doctor, you can't get it reversed. No, I'm just saying she could have been like, if this is what you want to do, this is painless for me. Well, no, the thing, well, with the doctor, though, they had to do like really shady shit, remember? Yeah, but, you know, she could be like, "Uh, you fucking blinded me. Spectacular. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I would have loved to see it in theater, but I still. We tried. Yeah. We tried and just, it wasn't fucking working. Um, I mean, same thing with the new Woody Allen movie. I'm hoping that we can see it like Irrational Man and Columbus. The problem with the Columbus Theater is they will show something for like a day or two. Then the rest of the time they're just showing just... Normal stuff when you get here. So it's, for one, we have to notice that they're showing it. And two, we have to be able to go. And that's not always, I think the lobster was like a Thursday night or some shit. Yeah, it was nothing. Like, well, we work. Story. Like, that's not a thing that can happen. But Shocker came out on DVD a month later. So yep. definitely go check it out. Absolutely superb. Yeah, loved it. Loved every minute of it. I did a really nice plot breakdown. You like that? No, I didn't even pay attention at all, honestly. I usually tune you out as soon as you're like, hey, Kyle, it's gone. I just, <laughs> just done. I just blank you. You're <laughs> not even there for me. A blue whale. I can't get over this blue whale. Anybody who doesn't like whales is fucking dumb. But I don't understand what you'd gain from being a blue whale. It's just massive. Okay. So I just want to be massive. So you just want to be big in the water. I just want to be big in the water. Why don't you just be like a a manatee? Oh, yeah. Fucking manatee. Look at those things. They just like hang out in bogs and stuff. They just like drift around. I don't want to be in a fucking bog. Then be, uh, I don't know, just be something like fast. So you just swim through the water. Why? We're not going to go. We're going to be a fucking octopus. Dude, if if we're going by like no constraints at all, you'd have to be a giant squid. Come on. That's true, yeah. Or a giant octopus. No, not a giant octopus. That's just ridiculous. Why not a Sasquatch, Lincoln? Well, of course I'd be a Sasquatch. Oh, but I can't be a fucking dinosaur. You can be a goddamn Sasquatch. No, because a Sasquatch is a sentient being. You don't think dinosaurs? It's a fucking animal. Sasquatch is not an animal. Well, if it were real, it's an animal. We're animals. I'm saying, you know what I mean. So you're saying, like, other animals aren't sentient beings? When I mean sentient, I mean, like, fully cognitive and, like, able to replicate human emotions. So I guess then I would have to put in, like, pigs, cows. Dogs. Dogs. Okay, so we couldn't... There's a lot of... Yeah, don't be such a fucking breedist or... I'm not... Speciest is what it's called. No, I think think you're going to narrow it down to breeds if we kept going. Why do I narrow it down to breeds? I think you would have. I think you would have. I or know you. Or maybe a dachshund. I know you. See? Told you. There we go. That'd be a good one. Why would you be a little shit dog that nobody likes? Oh, don't talk to Steve like that. <laughs> he doesn't listen dog. to this fucking podcast. But the Sasquatch is a missing link. That's yeah, I'd be a pterodactyl. I mean, I think that's what I would go with. I'd like to fly. Or I could be one of those sharks from fucking Sky Sharks. The trailer we saw. No, but that would suck, though, because... Oh, I'd have a Nazi zombie on my back. You'd have a Nazi zombie on your back. I could shoot fucking missiles out from my fins. It doesn't matter because you're not actually shooting the missiles. You're just a vessel for the missiles to be shot out. It's just the fact that I have missiles on me. I'm okay with that. So you're saying if I just strap missiles to you right now, you'd be completely happy? I'd be pretty happy, yeah. Who's going to fuck with me? I'm pretty sure you'd be... Do you think somebody else would come up and be like, I'm not afraid of you. I know you don't control those giant missiles under your arms. All right, yeah, you got it. No, they're going to be like, holy fuck, that's a flying shark with missiles. With a Nazi zombie on its back. 
That movie looks like shit, by the way. I don't ever want to watch it. But then it. you'd be a Nazi. The shark Nazi? wasn't a Nazi. Yes, he is. No. He's obviously a Nazi. No, he didn't. He agreed to that. I don't think the shark agreed. Well, if the shark didn't agree to it, then why would you be the flying shark? Because then you'd have to agree with it consciously to be part of the Nazi agenda of the 21st century. Well, yeah, I would agree with it. If I could be a flying shark, I'll accept a little Nazism. 